Well, hello there. It's your storyteller, Will, here, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Academy H. We're still catching up on the editing backlog here at Live from the Apocalypse HQ, but fear not. You can catch us streaming a brand new live recording session of Academy H this Sunday, October 16th. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of our Signs Importance arc, which features our first ever guest star, Amber Logston, aka The Space Jamber. Amber killed it in this arc, and I can't wait for you to hear them really shine in this episode and the next two. If you don't know us, everything we do, this podcast included, benefits a nonprofit or aid organization, which is currently the International Rescue Committee. We pick beneficiaries and then set a goal of $2,000. Once we hit that goal, we vote to pick the next one, and so on. We also record the show live, like I mentioned earlier. Now that we're back, you can catch us on Twitch every other Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, recording two episodes at a time, which is also where the majority of our fundraising happens. And you can find all of that info, our full schedule, socials, and Discord community link at livefromtheapocalypse.com. Feel free to join us. We would love to have you. This is an especially action-packed episode, so I don't want to hold you up any longer. Without further ado... Here's Academy H, Signs Importance, Part 2. You activate your powers. The man in the green coat, Walters, as soon as you do that, he is going to smirk at you. At the same moment that your powers are taking form, this sort of greenish substance is going to spread over his body and almost immediately harden into some type of almost like armor. It covers his head and his entire body, leaving only these sorts of um, deep black circles over where his eyes are. It's, It's very rough armor. Like, there are some points where it's a little bit pointy and some points where it's perfectly smooth. As that covers his body, some of the same liquid hardens into some kind of fabric that drapes around his shoulders and also forms kind of a hood that casts shadows over his helmeted face. As it does so, and you finish your display of power, he sort of reaches behind his back and pulls out what is unmistakably a gun of some kind. It appears to be vaguely rifle-shaped. It has a very long barrel, except it looks like it is some type of carved, polished wood. It has no visible trigger, but there is an opening on one end where a barrel would be. And he kind of squares up in a very practiced shooting stance with it pointed directly at you. And he's going to say, with his voice somewhat distorted, give me a reason. Uh, I should say also, as he is doing this, as this is going down, Riggs swears under her breath. She says, God damn it. And then she turns to the other two agents with her and says, everybody get back. And as she does so, they all sort of start to to move to one side and, and kind of clear the area. They are going to start trying to clear civilians out of the street as well. Try to, to get them to leave and, and tell them to go a different way. Riggs is going to reach up and touch her earpiece once again. And she is going to say... This is Riggs. Walter's picked a fight. We're going to need backup. I think 
has similarly to how I have just been reflecting on what choice he might make is similarly frozen because he's recognizing how outnumbered he is. We haven't really talked about this, but I think he also does have a thing about guns. And so seeing a gun pointed at him and realizing that he has no backup, like he has no one to immediately jump in, makes him not want to act because he can see that that gun's probably going to go off if he does anything. And so I think Kaz, I think he does actually like raise his hands, like making it clear he's not moving to attack in any way, shape or form. And is just like, Jesus fucking Christ. You're just pointing a gun at a kid on the street who's trying to leave. Like, you are escalating this so quickly. First of all, you weren't doing a lot of leaving. And second of all, it's not going to kill you. It's just going to hurt a lot. Oh, I would have been doing a whole lot of leaving if all of you hadn't stepped between me and my car. Look, are we, are we talking or are you actually going to do something? I will say that at the same moment that all of this is going down, Lyra and Alex, you both hear a voice coming from your phone that says, I have intercepted reports from the authorities about a conflict downtown. It appears to involve Casimir. I'm going. <laughs> I just had the, the lay low text. Uh, we'll come get you conversation and now this is happening and I don't think Lyra's ever really fully been able to come down from how mad she got at the the gate situation and then immediately followed up by the Nina situation so she is A itching for a fight and B itching to have Kaz like back in her like visual purview as somebody who has a lot of control issues and needs to know where her people are <laughs> So, And Alex, I am sure that by extension, you have no reason to want to punch anything after spending a fruitless week living in your mentor's house, waiting for him to come back. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, 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 I assume that this uh, pings uh, Alex as he is um, <laughs> sleeping on the pullout, surrounded by stacks of paper. And yeah, he basically dives into his costume and is probably still like, putting pieces of it. He is, he is running towards downtown. He is, he is making super strength leaps towards downtown um, while he is still affixing bits of his costume. He kind of lands in a parking lot at one point in kind of a roll and has to kind of like stop to like finish pulling one of his boots on. Perfect. So you are, you are super leaping. As we've established, Dr. McManus lives downtown. This is not a terribly far distance view, especially being able to jump Lyra, how are you planning to get there? Are you hailing a Danny? Or what's your what's your move here? I think it is a t- torn between hailing Danny. Well, see, she's a little unsure about what's going on with Danny. So she's like, probably doesn't. Because of the mannequins? No. <laughs> I do think, actually, 
tangentially, I do think if it's been like a week, I think Lyra is probably the only person who has seen the mannequins because she's probably the only person who, again, out of her need to see the people who are her people, has come over to the dorm at least once, seen the mannequins, and has been like, okay. Um, so I think she, she, part of it, she tries to get there herself, and then she like feels herself starting to freak out that she's not going to make it in time. And then she would text Danny and be like, I need to pick up from here and I need to go here. And I need you to come with me. Does Danny come to my aid? Is Danny still with Clara at this point? So I think what is going to be most interesting here, I think what the most interesting option here is going to be is that you are with Clara. In fact, you have literally just stepped foot into Clara's office. There is a person sitting in one of the chairs across from Clara's desk, whom you have not seen before. Amber, very quickly, would you like to describe Borealis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, In this moment, Borealis is just, probably just got the news. Like, probably just got that news um, about their powers. Pretty recently, I think, yeah. Yeah, and is really, really struggling with it. But what, what you see is probably like, 16 17 year old um very like lithe wiry frame with their outfit that appears to be like you know it's it's kind of like a very dark navy almost black like face but which kind of fades into like almost like nebulae type pattern into their like gloves and boots type thing and they have like white hair that's cut very close to their head, but also like asymmetrical. So I'm imagining kind of like from Mirage from The Incredibles, where, you know, it's got like the undercut over here, undercut underneath, but like kept like a long bang. Their eyes are actually very, like, very pale, very almost astral in the way that they're like very clear. But their skin is, I mean, their skin is white, but like opalescent white um as if they themselves were made from an opal and it's just kind of the way that their powers have manifested and this is borealis just a very nervous looking teenager who's probably not used to like sitting in like a principal's office type situation so this already is a very awkward uneasy moment in general A counselor's office, which you're probably even less used to, because I don't imagine you've ever really had a reason to talk to, to have to talk to anybody about stuff like this. Exactly. You open the door and you just see somebody sitting there. You see this individual sitting there across from Clara. Clara looks up at you. And at that exact moment, you get the notification to your phone. Um, I feel it buzz, but I don't think I would look at it immediately if I'm meeting somebody. Danny like shakes with it, you know, like because it's set to a strong vibrate because Danny doesn't always notice. But instead of looking at it immediately, he will create a portal. He will reach in, pull out a hat, put the hat on, tip the hat to Borealis. And then take the hat off and put it back in the portal and then close the portal. Do you just like keep a bag of holding with you everywhere? I don't know what a bag of holding is. Oh. Okay. Claire will start to make introductions and she will say, Danny, this is the person that I wanted you to meet. This is Clara looks at you and she's going to say, Borealis? 
sort of asking, you know, do you want to use your superhero name or your... Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or Burke is fine. Burke, Berkeley, whatever. Burke is fine. I am Danny, but I am also at the stage uh, sometimes. It is nice to meet you. And Danny will actually put his hand out this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they stand and, you know, they when they stand there, they come to about like five, eight, five, eight and a half. They're at the age where like the half inch matters, you know? Uh, you know, they stand and just very like take your hand just gingerly, like not quite sure how your your like teleportation powers work. Just like <laughs> I'm not gonna like trigger a portal or anything by touch no. Sorry. <sighs> Danny just smiles and Danny gets it. <laughs> you know, Danny understands that it's weird. So Danny is just like understanding but like tries to mimic the strength of the handshake. Okay. Yeah. So they take it, give like one like solid pump. When your hand touches their hand, a magenta spark appears at the point of contact. And at that exact same instant, one of Danny's portals opens underneath the both of you and you fall into it. It closes almost instantly, leaving a very stunned Clara Perkins half standing behind her desk with a alarmed expression on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Bethel, where are you when you called for a a ride? So I think when she texts for the ride, she is like running. So she probably didn't give an exact location. She gave an approximate of like what block she would be on. And so she's probably going through like back alleys. But when she needs to, I think she is, if she doesn't get a response right away her next option is to just attempt to like latch onto the side of a moving bus by the window (laughs) she's got no real other recourse to get where she needs to go faster than that so she is just like probably somewhere between like back alleys and main streets you are sprinting through these back alleys and you have not received a response yet. I kind of imagine your phone is in your hand and you're like checking it periodically, but still nothing. You come out of the end of the alley and you see a passing bus that you're going to try to leap onto. You leap for it to try to catch the side of it. And right before you make contact with the side of the bus, one of Danny's portals opens on the side of the bus and you oh, tumble boy. through it. And in pretty much the exact same instant Kaz back on the street where Walters is pointing his strange alien looking gun at you to either side of you two portals open and Danny and someone you don't recognize appear out of one and Bethel in full costume appears out of the other definitely do the good old cheerleading rolling tuck and land on my feet. (laughs) Just hello. Walters is going to take a step back and sort of sweep the weapon back across all four of you now and is gonna is gonna say okay, this is fine. What do you do? I think Lyra, upon seeing, upon arriving in this, she's kind of a little bit out of breath 
She's a little disoriented. She like puts her hand on Kaz's shoulder in one parts for security and in other parts to just like not throw up from from that chaotic mess. Like she does not take her eyes off of this man with a gun, this adult, and she just she puts her hand there and she just says, "Are you all right?" And so the first thing I will say is that Kaz certainly looks startled at first, but then so relieved when he sees Bethel and then like semi-relieved when he sees Danny because now there is a teenager younger than all of them involved in all of this. So I think he sort of has this (laughs) moment of like, all right, there are people here. They have my back. I'm not all alone in this. And then especially with Walters having that response. He does respond to Bethel first and say, I'm not hurt yet. And then looks at Walters and says, I already said it was fucked up that you were pointing that at me. They can't be more than like 13 or 14. And you're saying you're still willing to do this. And you say you're the good guys. Give me a fucking break. (laughs) Lyra just squeezes your shoulder a little bit at that, as in, like, a, what's going on? <laughs> Danny is just excited to be with his friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 17. All right, 17, still. <laughs> I can drive. I cannot. <laughs> I'm ready to yell at an authority figure. Love yelling at authority figures. She only gets to do it in the mask. She's not going to pass up the chance. <laughs> I think in a way, Kaz, what you are doing here is provoking somebody. What you are trying to do here is get Walters to stand down. Now, as you were saying that, Walters is going to say, okay, yeah, so what? Now that there's four of you? And before you can finish the sentence, victory, you land from your last <laughs> leap. <laughs> Victory lands. You guys can only really tell because you have seen him in costume up close so much that his cowl is a bit crooked, um, and you're pretty sure he put his singlet on backwards. But he does not miss a step immediately upon standing up from his superhero landing, looks at Walters and says, Hey, candy shell, I'm getting real tired. People pointing guns at my boy Spectral. So if you're going to pop that thing off uh, and just points directly in the center of his chest. <laughs> Lyra will reach out with her other hand and touch his shoulder and be like, oh my God. <laughs> and then you hear Danny from behind you. Hey, I think that's on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> is it a candy shell or is it a snot shell? I, I, it, he, he... It's a snot shell. It's, it's a snot oh, that's, shell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's not today, evildoers. <laughs> Nailed it. Danny did not say that. Jamie said that. <laughs> I assume Danny said it. I, I was going to say that seems in character. Say, that seems a tip. I don't know if Danny's ever made a pun before. <laughs> it's character growth. It is. You're learning so much. <laughs> I don't think Danny is good enough at English to do well, wordplay. Danny is now um, a dad. So maybe the dad puns are. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's true. Danny, it, it, you are the dad. <laughs> congratulations, sir. You're a father. Here's your standard issue mm-hmm. pun book. Can't wait to start tucking my t-shirts into my jeans. 
Hey, now, I do that now, and I don't have children. <laughs> I do that, too, to look more sapphic. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's just gay fashion. Welcome back to our new game show, Dad or Gay Fashion. Our new game show? Kaz, <laughs> <laughs> you need to roll with Superior to provoke someone, to try to get him to evaluate the situation and realize that, hey, maybe he is a... Uh, Maybe he's the bad guy here. All right. That is an eight. All right. Um, an eight is an eight is a success. They get to choose one. He gets to choose one. So what is going to happen here is that the barrel of the weapon that is pointed at you is going to waver a little bit. After you say that, now there are five of you standing there. One of you is, at least by appearances and your statements, younger than the others. The barrel of the weapon is going to waver, sort of drift down towards the ground, away from being pointed directly at you all. What is happening is that Walters is stumbling, so you take a plus one forward against them to whatever you would like to try to do next. So if any of you would like to act, you can do so. I think what Lyra wants to do is she wants to further push Kaz behind the group as it were so like closer to Danny and this young stranger to try to continue to like a put more people between us but also put Kaz closer to the fastest route of escape should we need to so like with that one hand that she still has on his shoulder she pulls them like back and towards Danny steps up kind of like so she is parallel to Victory who I assume just landed a little bit in front of the rest of us and will say to them mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on here, but whatever it is, can wait until after Squad H has handled its own business. And she's going to try to use her non-existent authority on this man. Uh, same thing. I'm going to say you're also trying to provoke. You can also roll with Superior. And I will say that you can take the plus one. He is already sort of wavering in his conviction. So roll with Superior and add one to it. Oh, good. Is my Superior zero? Well, now plus one. I will say that there is always the standard team in the pool so if anybody would like to assist Bethel in this, you can also spend the one team that you have currently and give a give a further plus one. Well, I will say, right now I'm at an eight because I rolled a four and a three so plus one, that makes me an eight. So a plus one doesn't necessarily give us anything higher. No, an additional one will not matter, so you might as well save on that. Okay, so you were trying to basically pull rank. I am pulling my non-existent rank with this man. We all know you're our team leader. You have rank. <laughs> we have to have the actual election, but also. Exactly. That seems to somewhat solidify things in his mind. So provoke is an interesting move in this game because one of the options with a seven to nine is that character, that NPC gets to choose an option from the list. One of them is you stumble. They stumble and you take plus one forward against them, which is what he picked last time you got this. But I'm not going to make him pick the same thing twice. So what is going to happen is that Walters is going to overreact. You are going to gain influence over him. But what you say, your words seem to, your words seem to solidify things to him. And he's going to sort of imperceptibly shake his head and he's going to say, yeah, no, we can sort this out later. And out of the barrel of the gun, 
as it fires. Flies what looks almost like a seed pod, except traveling as quickly as it is, it's kind of hard for you to make out anything distinct about its shape, except it is about the size of a loaf of bread. And it is going to fly straight at Kaz. Right before it hits, it is going to pop open and a tangle of vines and other plant-like matter, it looks like, are going to wrap around him. Unless one of you would like to do something. So since Victory had sort of tried to direct his attention towards him, Victory had kind of been preparing to just throw himself bodily in front of the gun. Not He assumed maybe it was going to be something maybe more than your standard bullet, but even if it wasn't, um, he's bulletproof, Kaz is not. So... You were gonna be. You were gonna roll to defend someone. Defend. So you're gonna roll with savior. Plus savior, which isn't my not my best at the moment. But no, it's very much not not my best at the moment. Things change so quickly in this game. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good face. <laughs> How'd you do? Um. Yeah. That. Well. That. Well. 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 It's five. Yeah. No. Not that bad. Yeah. Okay. So you fail. <laughs> yeah. You fail. You get to market potential. So so yeah. Basically, what is going to happen is you're going to you're going to interpose yourself between this sort of seed pod projectile and Kaz. Except you misjudge the amount of force it hits you with. So it does wrap you up in these vines as it's going, but it also catapults you back into Kaz. And all that happens is, unfortunately, you are both knocked to the ground and you are both pressed back to front in the process. So, Kaz, you're, you are basically pressed into Victory's back. Wonderful. As you are both entangled in these vines. It's very reminiscent of the morning workout. <laughs> I was going to say. That is true. Haha, the fool. He doesn't know we've trained for this. <laughs> Victory, you find yourself prone on the pavement of downtown province in a situation very reminiscent of the first time you all met each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, not the first time that someone has used me as a projectile against Kaz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two for two. It's, it's just, is this a clip show? I'm feeling, I'm feeling very reminiscent. <laughs> it's all of our highlights. We're developing themes. <laughs> Look at us go. Would anybody else like to do anything? Uh, yeah. Will, should I go ahead and roll to see if I get any flares? If you are powering up, yeah, roll for burn. Yeah, roll for burn. So I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. Just like in the background while everyone's, you know, doing their thing, just disappearing into the thing, kind of letting some of the burn manifest. Um... Well, I didn't do it, so that's fine. I rolled two twos. Shout out to the two crew. <laughs> Shout out to the two crew. I believe you still do get I hold two burn yeah. and mark three conditions. Oh, yeah. I forgot Dang. about that. Oh my god, the Nova. So what does it look like when you charge burn? Yeah, when I charge burn, um, it is like... The, the like nebula borealis type like patterns on my, my arms and boots kind of literally like spark up like in a flare sort of like an aurora borealis and they like 
you know, start creeping up like the arms of the just the rest of the appearance, or you know, the rest of the the outfit. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, it oh also like a slight like halo starts glowing a little bit too around my entire person. It's really, mm. it's really cool. <laughs> it's just like really cool. It's just it, really it's cool. just you know it's just really it's cool. Just, you know, yeah. like as a teenager, you don't really want to admit that your powers are cool, but you know, like everyone else tells you that it's cool. So I mean, you have to accept. Like yeah, it's cool. It's been a long time since <laughs> I've been a teenager. So. <laughs> hey, among us. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it looks like. But I mean, then I take three conditions. So it's like, oh yeah, for a split second, I feel super cool, and then immediately it's like, oh no, insecurities. <laughs> oh no, people are looking at me. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think it kind of makes sense because that you take conditions because it probably doesn't feel great considering what's been going on with your character oh absolutely not it feels awful it feels like i not just got punched in the gut but just clocked on the back of the head and so you know my vision like blurs a little bit probably too but anything to look cool in front of the big kid (laughs) obviously which uh which three conditions do you think you're gonna mark oh okay i think insecurity is definitely gonna be one of them guilty for sure and afraid because probably shouldn't have done this but I am definitely afraid that maybe the worst will happen (laughs) absolutely I think I feel like this is maybe just on the heels of a conversation that you've had with perhaps Clara perhaps other people Mm -hmm. in the Brandt Academy's administration who have basically been like don't use your powers just don't use them until we figure more out, until we know what's going on, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here you are. But, you know, it could even almost be a reflex for you at this point. It could be something that, like, you just do and you don't think about it, and then it just feels really bad on your body. Yeah. Danger's happening. I've been out there, you know, training and showing how powerful I can really be, and then, then all of a sudden, not so much anymore. Absolutely. So yeah, you have uh, two burnt that you can spend to just do your flares as you choose. Um, And so if you want to do that, feel free. But if you're just trying to power up by now and be ready for whatever's going to follow, that's totally fine. Yeah, I think that's what's going on is just trying to be ready. Well, then in that case, it's everybody's favorite time where the group is entering a dangerous battle against a foe. So we get to add two to the team pool automatically. And then we get to go through these options and see if we get more than that. If the team leader has influence over every teammate, add another team. Then you guys don't have a team leader, do you? Not officially, but come on. Not officially. Look, all right. There's been no conversation. There's been no acknowledgement. We have not discussed it. We know. Yeah. We do need to do that sooner rather than later. Yeah. We We keep meaning to, and then life happens in this game, and we don't talk to each other about it. Life happens. It is fair. We're gonna have to start getting like 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 a shared Magile calendar. But everybody would have to download Magile for that to be the thing. Only two out of four of us have. That's true. Do you think you all have the same purpose in this fight? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think so, no. yeah. <laughs> it's fair. Valid. That is fair. So, uh, not that one. Does anyone mistrust the leader of the team? Well, if the team is ill-prepared or off-balance, we get to remove a team. I don't particularly think 
you are off balance. I think that that there has been enough lead up to this and you all sort of came in and said your piece and then he shot first. So I think you're all pretty clear about where you stand right now and, and you're all pretty prepared to do this, which means that we're just going to add two to the pool, which will bring it up to a total of three. Danny, you have not done anything yet. Would you like to? So is it just the one agent that's being antagonistic towards us? It is the one person. You don't really know. He doesn't look like an agent because he's wearing weird, like, carapace armor. Sure, sure, sure. Sorry, agent was just... Yeah. You can see the other people in suits are still sort of doing that, like, civilian protecting, clearing thing. Right, but... They're trying to get away from this conflict. It's just this one person. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That's what I wanted to make sure before I did this. All right, I am going to, um, in an attempt to... uh, throw him off balance I am going to open a portal underneath Spectral and Victory where they are tied up together and drop them on him <laughs> now we are both projectiles Victory side down <laughs> Kaz imp- appreciates that an important distinction checks out Victory side down uh, <laughs> well see, see we're kind of like buttered toast where no matter how far you drop us from uh, inevitably, victory will uh, end up on the bottom. It's true. So I kind of need to know. I kind of need to know what your intention is before I figure out which move to roll. Because I realize that you're probably right. trying to do both of these things. But are you tr- are you more trying to hurt Walters, or are you more trying to free your teammates? I mean, it's kind of both. But I think the more the bigger intent would be hurting, or at least engaging with Walters. Okay. Um, just because I don't, I mean, I, just because they're tied up with plant, but that doesn't mean dropping them on them will necessarily free them while dropping them on him ideally will at least hurt him. Absolutely. Uh, so roll with danger. Uh, a nine. Oh, sorry. An eight. An eight. An eight. Perfect. And good. Um, so with an eight, you get to pick one option from the list. And uh, so you can resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. If you want to free them, I think that could be... Um, if that if, if that'll let them free them, then let me free them. Because um, I would rather do that more than anything. I think create an opportunity for your allies. Yeah, I think create an opportunity for your allies would be a way to interpret them being freed. Cool. That would definitely create an opportunity. Then let's do that, absolutely. All right. So then a couple things are going to happen at the same time. You are going to drop your, you're going to create a portal under your entangled teammates that is then going to drop them. As they fall through the air, their position shifts a couple of times until it is victory on the bottom who lands heavily on top of Walters, knocking him to the ground and basically pinning him there for the time being. The vines and plant material that currently have you entangled gets just tense enough that victory as you land you can sort of flex and snap it and free the both of you hey kaz you're you're, you're gonna want to exhale okay (laughs) and kaz follows your instructions but as walters hits the ground his gun is going to discharge again except this time it is going to send a little arc of green energy lancing out to hit you, Danny. What a jerk. Right? Um, So it hurts, but it's not an impact. 
it is more of a burning sensation. It strikes you in your shoulder, and that burning feeling kind of lingers, and you almost feel it starting to spread across the surface area of your body. I have a question. Does it does it burn Danny's clothing? The point of impact is actually going to blow a, apart one of your overall straps and punch <gasps> a hole through the shirt underneath. The burning sensation that then starts to spread is not burning your clothing, but it has severed one of your overall straps and burned a hole through your shirt. Okay. Um... <laughs> Danny's going to kill him. Okay. Hold on, brother. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Amber, were you planning to use one of your flares? I thought you were about to say something, and I forgot. Yeah, I was interested in seeing if I could use shielding and call the fast protective shield to stop the danger. So, so if, you'd like to, if you'd like to use... If you'd like to hold off until there is another threat that you can use shielding on. That's totally fine. And we can- I think that's what I would like. Yeah, I think that's what I was like, I would like to do. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, very cool. I have something that I know Lyra wants to try to do. Okay. Which is the second they are pinned, she wants to try to like, get the gun out of his hand and she wants to throw it into the windshield of the Aston Martin to try to encase it in the glass to make it harder to get to. Interesting, interesting. Okay. He doesn't know whose car this is. Right now, she's... <laughs> That's... I mean, it's a, it's a great decision. She just basically wants to, like, rip it out of his hands, throw it into the windshield, and just cocoon it... In glass. In the glass. Amazing. So are you physically grabbing it and, like, throwing it, or...? Yes. That is so. I, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if this is unleashing your powers because I'm trying to encase it in the glass, or if I have to roll to engage with a threat because I take it from him. I think for for all intents and if your goal is not to hurt him but to just get the weapon away from him, it is unleash your powers because everything is a power. Everything you can do, including just regular grabbing and stuff. Oh, my freak is a negative one. We're just not hitting the good rolls for you. Oh, no, but it's okay. So it's a six and a four, so it would have been a 10, but it's a nine. Okay. This would be a very good opportunity for somebody to spend a team if they would like to add one to them. Uh, sure. I will that really only requires you to describe how it is you are helping your teammate accomplish what it is they are trying to do. Since victory is on top of uh, Walters, uh, is, that his, is that his actual name? I was running through the different the different uh, uh, insulting epithets that that Alex has been coming up with for him, as going to basically, since he's, since he's on top of him, uh, grab a hold of his head from behind, and will be grappling with him, thus providing an additional distraction uh, to him that he has to to deal with beyond. Uh, Bethel trying to get his gun away. He is definitely distracted by that. Lyra, you grab the gun out of his hands, and what do you do with it? So, like, I rip it out of his hands, I stand, and, like, kind of, like, a over, both two-handed, over-the-head throw, just immediately over the head of the other agents, smash it through the windshield, and as it goes, like, tumbling the glass around it instead of shattering, just wraps, like, cellophane. Oh over and over and then it's when it stops moving it's just trapped in this hardened glass case so it is not 
easily accessible to him. Very cool. I will say that through the, um, I will say that through the, the connection that you have to the glass, you can feel this thing inside of the glass vibrating like it is trying to get out. But currently, the glass is holding. And I think at that moment, uh, summoning some kind of strength, some hidden reserve of strength that is clearly far beyond a regular person's. Walters is just going to say, God damn it, and is going to put his, he's going to plant his palms on the pavement and he is going to essentially push himself up with enough force to knock both Kaz and Victory off of his back. And he is going to stand up and a shimmer of light is going to travel over his whole body as he disappears from your view. Well, actually, this is where I want to use a flare will. What would you like to do? <laughs> um, I have elemental awareness. Spend one burn and mark a condition to open up your mind to the world around you with your powers. I'll take another condition, baby. I don't give a fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take we're gonna take this overstimulated teenager back to our dorm room and just freak out on us. <laughs> Puberty. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do elemental awareness. So I'm going to go ahead and spend one of my two burn. And um, I want to know if I can, you know, pull from like knowledge of the cosmos or like like the energy that I have from the cosmos and figure out exactly where it is he disappeared to. So I can see if we can use our portal friend to get there. Okay. Yeah. Um, My portal dad, actually. So I will say with, with Borealis, uh, you do your elemental awareness and your perception shifts. You start perceiving the energy all around you, specifically in the context of your, of the cosmic energy that you draw from, which kind of exists all around you. I imagine it, it sort of exists around everything and you sort of perceive it almost as like currents that like wash against things. And then that gives you an impression of, of, you know, where they're physically located and things like that. Almost like it's a radiation that comes off of your body and you can kind of track where it's traveling to and what is in its exactly. path. Cool. With that awareness, not only do you perceive the normal things that you perceive, but you also perceive another type of energy that you have never perceived before. And that is similarly radiating off of him. You can absolutely see where he is standing because... You normally would be able to do that no matter who it was, just because of the radiation currents coming off of you. But at the same time, he is giving off some kind of energy in a much shorter radius around himself as well that you can perceive as kind of this sort of green shifting light. And you absolutely know where he is. He has moved over to the car. He he has like one fist pulled back, like he's going to try to punch through the glass to get at his gun. Okay. Yeah, at, at that, you know, like... I think as Borea- when Borealis like perceives like this this cosmic energy, the radiation, everything, their eyes just turn like a very glassy purple, and so you can't see like the their eyes like track through the you know through the street or whatever to try to find the radiation. But when they finally do, it is you know the you see like the halo around like their hands specifically as they're like using to track 
just kind of flare up it again, like almost like a solar flare. And so, and they uh, they just kind of uh, they take a second and they say, "Okay, I he's there, he's there, he's about to punch the glass." Uh, uh, um, get him. <laughs> and in determining where the spotlight goes next, please I feel like we can't ignore the fact that that Danny Carsey did say he was going to murder someone. Is there something you'd like to do, Danny? Yes. You know, yes, Danny Carsey. This is a very yes. fair point. Yes. yes. Wow. That is. Well, we heard that. I don't think Danny said that out loud. So. Danny absolutely okay. said that out loud. Oh, in that case. Uh, oh. Wow. In that case. As uh, Borealis points out um, where he is, um, Danny does not uh, look. Danny does not gesture. Danny just opens a giant portal roughly underneath the car. And anyone who would be in that general vicinity wide enough where maybe if you were ready for it you could avoid it um but uh alternatively it's pretty hard to if it just there's suddenly just no ground underneath you you're gone uh and that uh portal will uh well what do i roll to do this because then i'll tell you what it does if it succeeds <laughs> so sounds obvious. like you're trying to hurt him i am so you're directly engaging a threat, and you're going to roll with danger. That's a six. That's a six. So that is a uh, thirteen. Okay. All right. Uh, oh boy! To, oh boy! <laughs> you get to pick two. You can resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I guess I will be um, surprising the opposition. And then, hmm, I guess also avoiding their blows. Uh, Extremely fair. Where does this portal lead? Um, So the portal leads two miles up, just two miles up directly up. A portal opens under the car. And the car falls through. At the same moment, you hear a cry of surprise from thin air. And as the second portal opens about two miles up, and the car starts falling, you see that same sort of wash of energy as Walters reappears. Without really having time to react, Walters is going to try to grab onto the car in thin air, and he's going to try to get his gun out. He's going to start punching the glass repeatedly. Once, twice, it is starting to crack under his fist. Unfortunately, in the process of doing this, he ends up hitting the ground first with the car on top of him. Sick. Sick. Which sends pieces of car flying in all directions it doesn't explode because it's not usually what happens with cars actually but it does send pieces flying everywhere tires flying off you all dive for cover or use your powers to avoid getting struck by those bits of shrapnel in the aftermath of this after about five seconds of nothing what is left of the body of the car is going to sort of roll off of him and to one side, leaving him lying in a 
small crater in the middle of the street. He does not get up, and as he lies there, the substance that covered his body to form the armor is going to sort of retreat back into him. In the same way that it just sort of oozed out of his body, it is going to ooze back in, and he just is left lying there. Would this clear my angry? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is going to clear your angry. Cool. Uh, Alex is going to run over to the crater and try to see if this guy is alive. I was going to say, uh, Lyra will immediately start like interposing with, I guess, does Riggs look like she's in charge? Because if that's who looks like is in charge, that's who Lyra is going to like interpose to try to like talk this out with. She has been barking orders, yeah. Victory, you get into the crater and you you crouch down and you you check for vitals, essentially. You get to the crater, check him for vitals. Not only do you find a pulse, but he sort of very weakly and half-consciously looks at you and says in a rasping voice, Not fair. My team's not here. And then he is apparently going to slip into unconsciousness. Does Danny hear that? Not unless you were standing near the crater, which if you are, I'm fine with. I don't think he's moved since he dropped it, so I don't think he's particularly close to it. All right. Riggs is going to stand very warily, a safe distance away from the crater. She definitely does have one hand sort of reaching back inside of her jacket, but she still has not pulled a weapon out. Lyra's going to kind of like skid up to her and she will say, that was entirely unnecessary. And I don't know what's going on here, but we are leaving. And she's going to point at. Yeah. Agent Riggs does not say anything. She is going to remove her hand from the inside of her coat and she's going to put them up and shrug. At, at that gesture, uh, she'll can Lyra's going to continue and she's going to say, I don't know what you people want with Kaz, but if you want to ask questions, you can go through the Brandt Academy and fucking ask. And then she's gonna turn back to the others and be like, to point to Alex and be like, is he breathing? Yeah, um, yeah, he's breathing. Um, he's a jerk, but he's breathing. The second Danny hears that, he starts walking towards the crater. Lyra's like, uh, Alex, uh, Alex is going to be walking out of the crater and is going to be moving to intercept Danny. Danny is crying. Danny? Actually, do you have a power for crying? Wait, hold on. I thought I did. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I thought I did. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other way around. When I share a weakness or an emotion. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. It's a power for when I am crying. Okay. I got okay. excited. I was like, ooh, what you got? <laughs> Once again, Riggs is stone-faced completely. She just has her... Hands up, clearly not making a threatening move. Expression completely blank. Not replying to what you're saying, but not moving to stop you from doing anything. Lyra will, as she approaches the group, she will roll with her powers. She will roll the still glass encased gun into the crater. Because as far as she's concerned, we're leaving and we're leaving this mess for them. Alex is explicitly trying to interpose himself between Danny 
and and the crater and and Walters and is trying to talk Danny down. Like Danny, Danny, no, we need we need to get out of here. Danny, look at me, look at me, okay? Danny cannot make eye contact with you. Danny has forgotten about his powers and is trying to run towards the crater. Uh, Alex is gonna just kind of grab him if he can do that. Victory, if you do want to try to, um, if you do want to try to talk to Danny, you can do that, and you can roll mundane to comfort or support to attempt to possibly. I think that will be the what what I'm gonna try to do. Try and and talk Danny down as best because he he doesn't he does not wants to 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 have to physically restrain Danny. He wants to try and talk Danny down if possible. Uh, so if I can, I will make the attempt. All right, roll with mundane. Okay. Uh, that is a nine total. Okay. 10 plus okay, so I don't, I don't get to add team or clear condition, but they, they mark potential clear Basically, yes, that is, that is what it comes down to. It, it is, Danny, you hear Alex. It kind of cuts through the noise of what you are currently going through this like storm of emotions that you're currently experiencing you hear what alex is saying to you but it is up to you whether or not you quote unquote open up and in this sense i think that would be uh best interpreted as you choosing to to listen to to calm down to come back to yourself and your senses and if you if you do so you can um if you do so you can mark potential clear condition or shift your labels as you choose, one up and one down. I think Danny will, by hearing Victory talking to him directly, it kind of snaps him out of his his rage to the point where he will. He is still crying. Um, he is still. He will. In fact, can I? Can Danny say something to Victory? Sure. You know, before I got here, I don't remember a lot. And you all have been very nice about that. But I do remember that I was the oldest kid. And I was in charge of the other kids. And I know each day when everyone else was working on a plan for us to survive, I got to be art teacher. And this is what I wore for them. And these handprints are all I have left of them. They're not coming back. Because if they come back, they're just going to die again. This is all I have of them. I just... I can't do this anymore. I can't keep losing people I love. I can't lose my memories of the people I love. I'll see you at home. And then Danny just leaves. saying we all cried after we finished recording this episode, but I'm not saying we didn't either. 
Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Academy H. Hope you enjoyed it. We all work incredibly hard on this show, and it is incredibly rewarding to see it come to life and to know that there are actually real people out there who enjoy it. That really kind of means a lot to us, so thank you. If you'd like to keep up with us and what we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter at Live from the Apoc, Instagram and TikTok at Live from the Apocalypse, or join our Discord community, which will be linked in the description down below. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to give us a good rating and follow us on your podcatcher of choice. Leave a review if you're so inclined, it really does help us out so much. The donation link to our International Rescue Committee campaign can also be found in the description if you'd like to help out at this critical time. And we invite you to join us for the live recordings of Academy H every other Sunday, or any of our five other ongoing live stream campaigns that happen throughout the week over at twitch.tv slash live from the apocalypse. And as always, once again, nothing we do would be possible without your support, and we appreciate you so, so much. Until next time, be well. Portal Papa. Your father. Portal Papa. Yes. <laughs> Danny's fine. <laughs> now you know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, Danny is now. <laughs> this is. That's that's a song we should have did at karaoke. That's on, true. Actually. <laughs> oh, I felt that lance right through my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my.